0: Hallelujah! I'm bringing uh, someone number six. When I first began the teaching on this text of scripture, I didn't know it was going to, you know, to go to so many uh, other sermons, but uh, the way I evolve my sermons are just very, very uh, unusual sometimes, but that's okay, (laughs) because there's a lot of truth that keeps coming out of things that uh, we communicate, and uh, And I like the fact that I just submit to what the Lord may lead me in in a prosecution of truths that are in his word. Uh, And today I'm bringing us uh, someone number six uh, on confidence in God to withstand storms. And uh, the world has been going through a storm. COVID-19 is a storm. And... uh, And uh, I I do realize the reality that uh, uh, you need to remain confident so that you can withstand the COVID-19 storm. Uh, Our leading passage has been the book of Acts 27. uh, And we have also connected other scriptures. uh, and, And even today we still have some additional scriptures because we use the uh, Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, as the principal guide of what we believe and what we teach. And I would like you to check us out, and we are glad that we are able to do that. So I want to revisit that text that gave us all that we have continued to do. The book of Acts 27 Uh, uh, Verse 20 to 25. Uh, And this, uh, and listen, uh, because this is the foundation of the series that we have continued to address on confidence, having confidence in what God can do. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope, that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said thus you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosened from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss and now I exhort you to be of good cheer I want you to take note of this I exhort you to be of good cheer this morning even with COVID-19 my message to you where you are I exhort you to be of good cheer in some of the translation, the New King James Version, and now I urge you to take heart. That is my message this morning. Take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. And I want to submit to you, child of God, wherever you are, where you watch this sermon, with the local overseas, online, on Facebook, on YouTube. I urge you to take heart for you will not die neither of your children will die Neither, not, not, not even your parents what you may lose will be just a few things because of your job loss your business loss that is what you may lose but your life will be preserved in the name of the Lord take that as the word of God verse number 22 Paul says something that can be an excitement to us. I urge you to take heart. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I urge you to take heart. Verse 22 in my translation says, "Be of good cheer, for there will be no loss of any life among you but the ship. But listen to His authority. For there stood by me this night, the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not, for thou must be brought before Caesar. And Lord, God has given you all of them that sail with you. Therefore, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, again, for I believe God, hallelujah, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. And we're going to bring a sermon just in that context, that I believe God. Now, what we are dealing with now, we are still in the aspect of the distinction between those who serve God and those who do not. And we have been dealing with that uh, from the context of the book of Malachi, which has also been a passage we have referred to. And again, uh, we, we, ca- we, we can still revisit the book of Malachi because of a very, very critical aspect. Malachi chapter number three, this is the book just before the New Testament. Uh, revisit it and again remind ourselves of things that should encourage us. Verse 16, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was was written before him for those who fear the Lord and those who meditate, uh, meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who, is, who serves him. Verse 18. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Blessed be the name of our Lord. Let me go to the notes now. God's faithfulness, God faithfully takes special interest on those who serve him. Of all the promises he has made to his servants, there's a promise that stands out as my favorite. And this is Hebrews Chapter number 6, verse 10 to 12. This is a wonderful passage. The Living Bible reads, For God is not unfair. Hallelujah. How can you forget your hard work for him? Or forget the way you always show your love for him and still do? By helping his children. I I want you to take note of that because many times we do not understand the value of what you do when you reach out a helping hand especially in this time there has been time of need I urge all of you don't just stay pretty when you know there are people around you who are going through suffering there is something special about reaching out to help somebody and part of what is considered the work of God is what you do to help others for God is not unfair hallelujah God is not unfair and, and, and he continues to say how can he forget your hard work for him or forget the way you always show your love for him and still do by helping his children in other words when you are responding to the needs of other people in fact the bible says whoever Helps or gives to the poor, lets God. And I believe that the things we've been going through as a people have, have not been easy. There are people who have lost their businesses, there are people who have lost their jobs, there are people who are on half pay, others have they've been told, Go, we shall call you. But I believe that the reason that God has blessed you is that you can be a blessing to others. i believe and i've said this many times that what god has given us generally is enough for all of us we just have to be delivered from selfishness that's what we need and you need to appreciate this you can only eat so much and you'll be full (laughs) so if you share with somebody who doesn't have that does not take away you see, for me, it, it gives me a lot of joy. And I believe, and all of you who have chosen that I can be somebody who you look to you as a spiritual father, just learn the spirit that motivates me. Because it's not necessarily because I have so much, but it gives me great joy to give a helping hand, to give somebody something. Hallelujah. But what amazes me in my journey of faith, For the last 40 some years Is that this God Has shocked me In that you cannot outgive him You can't beat God's giving Revisit this scripture one more time For God is not unfair How can he forget your hard work For him Or forget the way You always show your love for him You see, even in our faithfulness to God, we are expressing our love for him. Even in our giving, we give because we love him. But he's telling us not just him, but helping his children. Hallelujah. And the book of Galatians talks about that. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. It can give you that scripture. And this is a scripture that just prompted In my spirit today. Before we revisit that scripture one more time. Galatians. Therefore. As you have opportunity. We must work for the good of all. Hallelujah. Especially for those. Who belong. To the household of faith. No one who belongs to this church family should sleep hungry unless you are fasting now i believe god has given us what can be shared so that no one can sleep without food unless they are fasting which is also a good discipline let me revisit now in the in another version what we are sharing right now if you can just look at the same same passage To read a more traditional version, Hebrews chapter number 6, verse 10 to 12 says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Hallelujah. Until the end. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Desire that you minister, uh, and says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Apostle Paul is writing out of concern for a few of the first century believers who had begun to cool off and drift from a close walk with God. He wants to encourage them to stay, to, you know, to stay at it, to keep going, to, keep, uh, to count on the Lord. Their God should take notice of them and reward them accordingly. This morning in our regular Bible readings, that we do at home, my wife and I, uh, we examine a scripture I've read many times, but when I read it, it's too out to compare and reminded me of my preaching. If you can visit the book of Psalm 73, verse 11, and you can see the comparison between the issue of Marakah and the issue that is uh, in reference in the book of Psalm 73 verse 11 to 14 Psalm Notice this And they say how does God know And is there for knowledge And is there knowledge in the most high Continue Notice this Behold these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. How you can see the comparison between the Marachite passage. When you notice in the book of Marachite, they are wondering, how come? You know? It's like they, they are asking themselves and they're saying, uh, it seems that the people who are not serving him seems to be okay yeah and verse 14 it says in Malachi 3 just to compare and he said it is vain to serve god and what prophet is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked morning free before the lord and now we call the proud happy yeah, they, that work wickedness are set up yet. They that tempt God are even delivered. Now no, I want you to see the comparison of those two passages. And of course, you can revisit them on your own and see. Yeah. But in this passage, going back to seventy three, Psalm seventy three. and they say how does God know I want to submit to you God knows hallelujah there is nothing that God does not know yeah and people are there saying how does he, God know is there knowledge in the most high I want to answer that and say yes there is knowledge in the most high Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease and they increase in riches. Yeah? Surely, I have cleansed my heart in vain. That is not true. I want to say, you have not cleansed your heart in vain. Yeah? And washed my heart in innocence. For all day long, I have been prayed and chastened every morning. But I want us to move from there and go to verse 16. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. And sometimes when you see what is happening with people who are wicked and godless... You wonder what is God? What is God doing? Seventeen. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Hallelujah! Surely, God has set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. That's the word of the Lord. So when you are serving God, you have no regrets. Oh, how they are brought to desolation. As in a moment, they are utterly consumed with tellers. That is not what you should desire. These people as a dream when one awakes. So Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image. Listen, God says he even despises their image. But for you, God has distinguished you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. God is faithful. He uses eight words to convey this fact. And I want you to capture those words. "God is not unjust." Hallelujah. God is not unjust. So ask to forget. What does it mean to say that God is faithful? It means He is steadfast in his allegiance to His people. He will never leave us nor forsake us. It also means that He is firm. In his adherence to his promises, God will always keep his word. Let all men be liars, but God be true. Amen. Faithfulness suggests the idea of loyalty, dependability, constancy, being resolute, steady, and consistent. There are three character qualities that distinguish God's servant. Three, and I want to go through them very quickly. Number one, if you are God's servant, you honor God and exalt his name above all others. You honor God and exalt his name above all other names. We should always value and extol God and his name above the opinions of others. They didn't go with the prevailing flow of their day because they looked to God in his majesty. And they feared him and valued him above all, above everything else. It seems like the church needs a revival emphasis on the proper fear of God. In God's presence, according to John Bunyan in his book, even our best things, our comeliness, our sanctity, and righteousness, all do immediate turn to corruption and polluted rights. Yeah, that is the attitude of humanity, realizing that our own righteousness is filled the rights. But we depend on the righteousness of Christ. And we sing, he is my righteousness. I start in him. And I give him worship. So one of the qualities is that we honor God and exhort him above all. Number two, if you are God's servant, and I'm God's servant, encourage each other, we, 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 we encourage each other in the face of adversity. We encourage each other in the face of adversity. COVID-19 is an adversity. But if we are God's servant, we encourage each other. Yeah. Please, don't make a call to me to discourage me. What I'm hearing from out there, from the ungodly, is enough. When I get a call from you, let it be a call that encourages me. 3 3.16, Then those who fear the Lord spoke to one another. They did it by getting together and talking. We are not told specifically what they said, but they probably encouraged one another by saying, Don't listen to the scoffers. Don't give up serving the Lord. He will reward all that serve Him. I say, God will reward those who serve Him, and He will judge the wicked scoffers. Why would you ever think that the wicked can enjoy the privileges reserved for God's children? It won't happen. No, it won't happen. God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love. In that you have loved him and you have loved others. We need fellowship with like-minded believers in order to stand firm against the wrong ideas that come at us us from the world, the flesh, and the devil. Like-minded believers. We need fellowship with like-minded believers. To stand firm against the wrong ideas that come at us from the world the flesh and the devil. And there's so much happening. I hope some of you have chosen to ignore what sometimes is coming through social media. (laughs) Because social media is good and bad. It depends on how you use it. If all you do is attend church and leave, but you don't fellowship with others, you know, with other Christians during the week, you will struggle to maintain a godly perspective in the face of the evil around you. Yeah? You see, when we dismiss a service on a Sunday after church, that is when the church will go on operation. You come to reserve, you come to service your spirit, your soul, and when you go out, you're going to serve. So you can't just be an old ledger. No. Oh you can't be alone later. That's why Hebrews 10:24-25 commands us to think about how to stimulate one another to love and do and good and good and good deeds and not to forsake the assembling together but to encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near serving allows us to experience the joy and peace that comes from obedience 1 peter 4 verse 10 to 11 each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of god's grace in its various forms so that in all things god may be praised through jesus christ so use the gifts you have received to serve one another. Number three. And just before I go to three, I want to make a statement. Serving is a form of worship, a way to express gratitude for what Jesus has done for us and to share the love and grace we've been given. Number three is regarding the servants as a quality, the qualities that distinguish God's servant. They enjoy special favor from God. Hallelujah. Mariah 3 3.16. Then those that feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and had them. So a book was, of remembrance was written before him. For those who fear the Lord and, and who meditate in his name, God hears and remembers everything, Say it by every one of at all times. But these human pictures are prior to God's, uh, uh, you know, are prior to God's us that He is not forgetful of His children when they take a stand for Him and when they pay a price for serving Him. Hebrews six ten says, "For God is not unjust to forget the work." Of labour, and we have already covered that. God promises that they will be His on that day. That He prepares His own possession or treasure. He will spare them. The Bible says He will spare them, and He judges the earth as a man spares his own son who serves Him. God assures us. God assures His people, and I'm we'll be asking the worship team to take their positions. God assures him, assures his people that he hears and takes notice of, what, of that which the world overlooks or despises. The world notices the powerful rich, the famous, while God notices those who fear him and serve him out of love. When God judges the earth, the line between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God... And the one who does not will be clear. God draws the line. I say God draws the line between those who serve him and those who do not. And I want to be on the Lord's side at all times. Hallelujah. So as we come to the close of this service today, I want you to know God distinguishes his servants. When you serve him, God will distinguish you. Don't be bothered by what may seem as prosperity of the wicked. Don't be envious at the workers of iniquity, the Bible tells us. For they shall soon be cut off. But you will be sustained. Blessed be the name of the Lord you are there, you are saying, Pastor, pray for me. I am I'm anxious. I'm worried. Things are going, seems to be going from bad to worse. One of the things I've heard, if you check on our Facebook page, I've kept a, a series, a continuation of encouragement that we need to keep our hope alive. If you are there, and saying, Pastor, pray for me. Maybe you're there not even born again. You're saying, Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus to come to my heart. I want you to make this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come and wash me clean. Your son died for me. I desire you today. Remove fear and anxiety. And always help me to know your promises are true. And like you have said, I want to be on your side because you honor your servants. And I want to share in that honor. Honor you and celebrate. Celebrate. And thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me hope. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Our God never changes. Our God cares for you. And Lord as we come to the close of the service. We pray for anybody who may be unwell. That you will touch them. And heal them. Anybody who is discouraged. Discouraged. I pray that you can lift up their spirits and help us to know the joy of becoming a blessing to each other. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.